Now time for Chilling with Quillen on ESPN Central Texas. Curtis Quillen getting ready for a busy Friday night. He'll follow it up with the Revivalry, TCU and Baylor. Everybody getting excited uh, about tomorrow's events. And, uh, Curtis, I had the uh, Director of Student Activities for Baylor on yesterday, uh, Matt Burchett, and uh, Baylor's pulling at all stops to try to keep the, the students in town, not only for Saturday's game, but they'd like for them to go ahead and stick around for uh, Sunday's uh, women's game as Maryland comes in. Uh, but that's a lot to ask college kids to to be ready for break. Okay, everybody heads to Thanksgiving break, but please stay till Sunday. Uh, that is a tough ask. I would say, Curtis, that you need the locals. You need the Waco locals and your your Baylor fandom. Uh, I'm talking about non-students to show up in a big way Sunday and and to a certain extent tomorrow as well. And as we learned last week, even free tickets isn't enough to convince them to come to a game for two teams tied for second in the Big 12. And so uh, who knows what can happen? Um, I think people, like this is a fun rivalry. These are two schools that don't like each other tomorrow. Uh, in Waco, and I think they should absolutely go uh, to this game. Uh, I think it's—I think it has the chance to be really fun. Um, and I, you know, in rivalry games, anything can happen. Uh, the line's two and a half for a reason. At least when I saw it yesterday, it was two and a half uh, because you know this Baylor, this, this Baylor team. Once that West Virginia game was clearly in the rearview mirror, it's been playing differently, and Kansas State just outright played better Saturday. It proved it was the better team, and it it proved it was the team that we all thought it could be at the beginning of the season, even after three losses. And so, uh, yeah, Saturday's game is huge. And then when you look at Sunday, that's a top 20 game. That's the kind of game that builds your NCAA tournament resume if you're Baylor. Uh, And that is one that could go a long way for this Bears team, especially if they do get Caitlin Bickle back, uh, as I know Nikki Collins said she was hoping for. I I know yesterday in the press conference uh, previewing it, she said she's now a full go in practice, and so uh, let's let's see what happens Sunday. That's a huge game, though, and you know that my junior year, I remember at Oklahoma State, we opened or we Oklahoma State opened the the Big Twelve men's basketball slate against Texas at home on the Saturday before the spring semester started, and a whole bunch of students made the trek back to Stillwater on Friday three days before the semester started to be able to watch that game. And so, you know, yeah, it is a big ask, but I don't think it's all, all that big of one. uh, When you look at kind of how the college experience is, uh, is already built. Most of your students live within two hours of Stillwater. So it's, it's a little easier. (laughs) More than half, more than half of the school lives in the, in the state of Texas. And so you're talking about uh, with it. You're talking about most of the school having to drive three or more hours. We're talking. Okay, all right. I don't want to knock your your. Uh, I could tell. I touched a nerve there. The kids were coming back from all over America to be at that Oklahoma State. Who won that game, by the way? I'm trying to think who would have been on the team your junior year. Probably that little guy that would was a killer, Keenan or whatever his name was. The uh, oh my gosh, that wasn't Marcus Smart and his bunch, was it? No, that was that was the first year post Marcus, and so that was uh, that was an NCAA tournament team for for Oklahoma State. Uh, but it, you know, it's one that like it 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 beat Baylor, but then like it got swept by TCU or something like that, and it was just 
it was a real frustrating year uh, as, as a Cowboys fan. But that was yeah. it was as a tournament bunch. But like that was like Jeffrey Carroll was the star guard on that team. Oh gosh, okay, yeah, I uh, don't remember a whole lot about uh, about his game. Now, did you learn anything uh, through your various sources? I know what Nikki said that. I guess they're not at liberty to say anything other than uh, uh, that uh, Asia Blackwell has a lower uh, lower leg injury. Um, I, that's very, very concerning, especially with a big game coming up. But really, f- for the whole rest of the season, uh, you just hope she's okay because that, that is uh, – I don't think you go where you were hoping to go this season – without Asia Blackwell. Did you learn anything more about her and and uh, what kind of vibes are you getting on that, Curtis, as far as like how serious that injury might be? Um, nothing new from any sources. Everybody's pretty tight-lipped about that injury at the moment. I can tell you that it did not look good in person. And when I went back and watched the video of it, um, it did not look good whatsoever. I'm not going to sit here and speculate about what it can be. Um, I know what I think, but I'm not a doctor. And I'm not. I don't even play one on TV. And so I'm gonna. I'm gonna let, let the uh, let the team and the and the doctors handle that. Uh, but yeah, nothing new right now. It just it did not look good uh, in person. But neither did the Lauren Cox injury in the national championship game in 2019. And she didn't have to have surgery. So just because it doesn't look good, really doesn't paint the full picture. All right, we'll uh, we'll look at that. Talking to Curtis Quillen on our Chilling with Quillen uh, segment and. Um, Curtis's high school slate is uh, really interesting. You heard our family of networks. We got this thing covered from uh, from every aspect. I I tell you, university. Uh, I, I just I love the story. They uh, they've got my attention. Probably the only other game that has my attention more than that is China Spring Kaufman because I have. Uh, I wonder why. Yeah, I have such a connection to the Kaufman Lions, but also like China Spring as well. Um, what about these games, though? I, you know, the West uh, game versus Mount Vernon. Uh, in fact, uh, golly, wasn't that Mount Vernon? Wasn't that where Bryles was a couple of years ago? Yeah. Uh, some, uh, some really interesting matchups that we have really all across the state. But which ones? And uh, Crawford Coleman is another fascinating matchup to me. As I was finding out yesterday, Coleman's a little bit better than I was giving them credit for. What, um, which of these games kind of has your attention? Uh, A lot of these are a lot better than you would expect, right? Like this is Mm -hmm. a lot where, this is where a lot of those district champs are, you know, or these teams who finish second in these absolutely loaded districts are facing off. Uh, So when you look at it and it's like, oh, okay, Coleman and Crawford, I know the computers at Dave Campbell's Texas football have it too close to call. Like they have it as a straight up pick them. Um, wow. I think China spring Kaufman has kind of the, kind of that same wow factor. Uh, I, I like China spring in it, but I think Kaufman's a very game squad that can come out there and give the Cougars a, a good push uh, and force China spring to come, to come with their a game. Uh, something that, you know, let's be honest, Western Hills didn't really challenge China spring. And so maybe it's been a few weeks since uh, the Cougars have seen that kind of push. It might even be since that, that Stephenville game. And so uh, what is China, how does China spring handle that? Um, you know, Rogers looking to make it back to the third round for the third time in four years is interesting. And then Harker Heights is one that, uh, that I'm watching closely. And it's one that I'll be at. Um, the Knights have never been to the third round. School is now in its 23rd uh, football season and has won a playoff game for just the, uh, 
just the fifth time in school history. And every time it's won a playoff game, it's made it to the second round. Or every time it's made it into the playoffs, it's gotten to the second round. It's never been to the third round, though. And so can't is the stage going to be too big for the Knights? Or is this team so driven and so good? Uh, you know, they're one point away, uh, Matt, from being 11-0. and 0, But they're playing a very, a very hot Royce City team, making the jump up to 6A. Uh, and not even not looking like a new six day ball club, looking like a team that's been you know doing this for a while. And so, uh, you know, very curious about how uh, how Harker Heights handles the pressure of the second round tonight. And then, you know, there's uh, you mentioned Crawford Coleman and just some of the you know Riesel and Banks. Can Riesel get back to the third round? Can Riesel mirror its 2021 run? where it won a win-or-go-home Week 11 game, a win-and-in Week 11 game, and a first-round game, and a second-round game. Like, even if, you know, Riesel's probably still one of the younger teams out in that 2A district, but, guys, like, if you're letting these kids, (laughs) these kids are going to be seniors next year, have an extra six weeks of practice over the course of two years, do you understand the kind of dividends that can pay off uh, next year? So I'm very curious about... What happens with Riesel? Riesel could be one of the hot teams in the Central Texas area coming into next season. Uh, if it gets a win over a really good Bangs team, I will tell you that when I looked at the at the DCTF computer projections with Matt Lively, uh, Riesel's favored in that game. Wow, that is. I mean, it's, you're you make a good point on uh, on all that extra time. Where where are you sending Lively this evening? Always, we like to kind of keep up with him and. And where he is in the field, and and uh, always want to make sure he's a prop got the proper attire on. Being from warm weather states in the past, where is uh, where's Matt going to be? He's taking his one a uh, hundred layers of cold weather protection to Burleson. He's going to be at Riesel and Bank tonight uh, there at Burleson ISD Stadium. That's going to be a fun one, uh, and, and I, I think it's one of the better stories in our area for sure. Uh, Nicole is uh, is driving quite a ways down to uh, Giddings. She'll be at Buffalo Stadium in Giddings for University and Fort Bend Marshall University looking to get back to the third round for the first time in 20 years. Uh, the Trojans won a playoff game last week uh, for the first time since 2009. And so what you know, what does University do and what kind of statement does Kent Lasher's ball club make um, tonight uh, to the state of Texas against a really, really good Fort Bend Marshall team that you know, I think we can all agree it's probably the favorite in 5A Division II Region Three. Wow, man, I, Nicole, uh, really, that's that's above and beyond. And uh, I'm going to look up and try to find Nicole some restaurant choices there in, uh, where did you say, Get, Gettings? Where's she headed? Gettings. She's yeah. going to Gettings. She's you know she's uh she's pretty good at finding at finding her way to some good to some good spots. Okay. Uh, she's all right. Somehow discovered every coffee shop in Waco, and I've lived here for six and a half years, and there's some that I haven't even heard of that she's been to. Well, if I didn't have to be up so early, you know, I'm going to have to be out there about 6 a.m. tomorrow for a 7 a.m. start. Tomorrow would be the day I brought you a coffee. I owe you a couple of coffees. I think I, I just continue to lose these Oklahoma State Baylor bets. Now, of course, if we bet them during basketball, I can win them back pretty quickly, I think. Given the fact, I think so. I, I, think so. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what uh, Oklahoma State's going to do. This this um, Baylor basketball uh, team isn't that going to be an interesting tonight at six o'clock. In fact, the uh, 
the pregame will start here on 530. Uh, Curtis, I wanted to warn you. I know you and your staff love to listen to me all the way till 6. The pregame is going to start up at 530 tonight, and so I know it's disappointing to some people. Uh, it shouldn't be because, you know, Pat Nunley and, and uh, whoever he's going to be with, because John will probably stay here, it'll be, uh, it'll be good to, to, to listen to them. But what an interesting, the Continental uh, main feature, I believe we're calling this, Bears go up against Virginia. And these, these are interesting styles. Um, Scott Drew and Tony Bennett have a great relationship. I think their dads were great friends. Um, but, boy, v- Virginia wants to let the air out of the ball, defend like crazy, not known as the great, great, you know, always been a little offensively challenged, even though they've won a national title. Scott's won a national title, but it's letting the threes fly, move the ball, get out in transition, score, score, score. And, and of course, they use their defense to get it going. I find this to be a fascinating early season matchup in men's college basketball. This is one of the uh, one of the better uh, first round games in any college basketball tournament uh, here during tournament season. And this is one of the best tournaments this year in the college basketball season. All four teams ranked, all four teams in the top 20. Uh, this is awesome, right? And so, but, you know, yeah, you can talk about how entering yesterday's slate of games, uh, Baylor was the number three ranked offense in Ken Palm. And, you know, Virginia was the 10th, 10th best defense in the country, according to Ken Palm. And that this is going to come down to, you know, always take the under on a, on a Virginia game. And then this comes down to which style wins this fight. Is it the def- the controlling defense that wants to slow the game down, or is it uh, the the running gun offense just letting letting the athletes be athletes uh, side of it? But Matt, I don't think this game comes down to basketball at all. I think it comes down to uh, kind of the headspace kind of thing because we all know mm. what has happened at the University of Virginia this week. Uh, if you don't give it a Google real quick, because it's harrowing stuff. Yeah, and. You know, emotion like that does one of two things to a team. It either inspires it to a level that you've never seen it play at before, or it flattens you for a game. And so what does the, does the tragedy, what, which, which way do the emotions lead the Cavaliers in this game? Uh, I'll be totally honest with you. I'm inclined to think that it leads them toward playing well. And I think Baylor's going to have a fight uh, on its hands tonight. Um, and I don't think I, I think that this is one of those games that can only help your NCAA tournament resume. I don't think it can hurt it at all uh, for either one of these teams. And so, yeah, you've got to be able to speed the game up, get Virginia uh, to run the floor with you from a purely basketball perspective uh, based on the numbers if you want to win this game. Uh, but I really don't think this comes down to basketball at all. I think it comes down to headspace. That's interesting. That's a good, and that has been a horrible tragedy, uh, what's going on down there in Charlottesville. And uh, uh, I did, I was looking at something that I thought you would find interesting. You know, some of these, uh, what's that, Rothstein? Is he the one that always has those kind of tweets about uh, anarchy, you know, when, when you lose one of those yeah. bye games and, and it happened to Oklahoma State? Well, I just wanted to tell you, I want to give you some bad news. So, I kind of jumped on the Sam Houston State bandwagon because that guy, their coach is from Colleen, and he played basketball at MCC. And by the way, that would be a really cool story to do at some point. I know you love my story ideas for you, but he's got all kinds of Central Texas ties. Well, they upset Oklahoma. And then I I always like to follow up and go and see how they do after they have a big upset. 
Well, then last night they won at Utah and won big. Beat them 65-55. to 55. I'm talking about Sam Houston State. This is a, uh, a Utah team, obviously, in the Pac-12. And I looked down the schedule to see if they had any other tough games coming up. Gallagher-Iba Arena on December 6th at 8 o'clock. The Bearcats with a K will be showing up. So, hate to end on that note, but I just thought I would make you aware of that. <laughs> You know, that's a San Houston – let's be honest, Utah's in the Pac-12, but it's not a Pac-12 team in basketball. There's a reason that they made the coaching change they did. They're trying to build something there. They just don't have it. Uh, but this is a San Houston team that's loaded, has a shot to win the WAC this year. It's going to have to go through Las Cruces to do it. Uh, but that's a San Houston team that has a shot and, you know, has the wins to back it up. That Oklahoma win, really impressive. Uh, and I don't know – I think they might have uh, – they might have broken OU, at least under Porter Moser, because that OU <laughs> performance afterward has – I mean, they played their best against Sam Houston so far. Like, they haven't played as, as well up until Sunday against, I don't know, Wil- UNC Wilmington or something like that. And so, uh, good for Sam Houston. They're going to be a fun story this season, absolutely. I just hope that they yeah. walk out of uh, Gallagher Island with a loss. Well, Porter Moser, uh, the Oklahoma coach, has already had to make a, a hire. He's brought in – Doc Sadler, the former Nebraska coach, Doc's coached in the Big 12 over the years uh, in as an advisor. So, man, last when I saw Porter, he was in a great mood doing all that T-shirt launching at that Baylor OU game, and now he's wearing a couple of L's and having to hire coaches. Things can come at you in a hurry. All right, uh, Curtis, look forward to seeing you in the press box tomorrow morning let's have a let's have a good evening of high school football and then let's get together tomorrow and break bread there at mclean i will be at a wedding tomorrow you'll you'll see oh, matt lively no. uh, i've got a, i've got oh, a wedding out of town so matt lively is holding down the fort uh hey look this is one of those my wife told me in july we have a wedding november 19th i need you there no. i said yes here you I cannot like not go like to your wife's friends' weddings. You can go to your friends' weddings, but once you start opening the door to attending, oh, I hope you'll grow out of this soon because you're going to be 30 in a year or two. I hope you grow out of all this weddings. I remember being on that circuit, and if you allow it, you could have a wedding like almost every weekend. These people that get married in the fall, there should be like punishment. All right, Curtis, got to go. I'll one, talk to you. She had one last week. <laughs> I'll talk to you soon. There he goes. Curtis Quillen, chilling with Quillen, the sports director at Channel 6. It is time.